hope everybody had a, a happy holiday yesterday as much as we could without doing all the traditional things, but it was a day that we could, could celebrate our independence, and I hope everybody enjoyed their time. The year is half over. <clears throat> Boy, just I can't wait for all the political ads. Here we go. Here we go. So, well, okay, just a few announcements. Back on the, uh, the table under the bulletin board back there is the quarterlies for my Sunday school class. We're going to start Sunday school next Sunday, and we're going to be up here uh, in the uh, sanctuary. So we'll just spread out like we are now, and we'll have Sunday school up here. John's class is going to be down in your room, right, John? Yeah, okay. Okay, that's the plan. So uh, that's what we're going to do. So uh, we'll meet here at 9 o'clock, and we'll have Sunday school next Sunday. And uh, I don't see anybody's uh, birthday mentioned. We don't have any birthdays. Yeah, and there isn't any. So I guess we'll just have to have to go without that. So, Whose birthday? Yeah, but we sang last week. Yeah. He can't stand too much. He can't stand too much singing. Na that's right. Nancy Angel. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll all be happy to know I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see how all you guys, you know, all you guys look so nice and trimmed up. How <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I have a trimmer for my beard, which I use, and I took that to work, and I was going <laughs> to do it myself, and then... Linda said, no, she's going to cut your hair on Monday. And I said, okay, we'll just, we'll just let that go. So, and within 24 hours, we'll be a couple pounds lighter. So anyhow, I think uh, we're up to date. Uh, you notice on the back of the bulletin, if you have any prayer requests to uh, contact Nancy, uh, because uh, Christine and Paul are going to go on a pilgrimage to uh, the beach, and uh, uh, they will be down there for a while, so give Nancy a call if you have any prayer concerns, and uh, we'll handle it that way. All right. I think we have all everything out of the way. We have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen. It's number 495. If you'll turn to number 495, we'll stand and sing, Heaven Came Down. Turn our uh, attention to our prayer ministry guide, and uh, there it is. I've been trying to train myself to write down the names as you people mentioned them, but sometimes I don't remember, or I can't do it. If I hit the microphone like that, it booms. I'm not used to this. Christine, do you have any updates? Okay, so all the updates are on the bulletin, 
And uh, does anybody have anything they need to share? Ah, wow, okay. Nancy. I praise Lord for an, another update on baby Colson. He had another echo done and his heart is still showing that it's working a little bit more. So he's still on top of the heart transplant list, but the mother said if a heart became available today, they would not do it because his heart's starting to show that it's working. So the plan might be that they'll take the present pump out and give him a, another device that they can control how much it assists him as his heart continues to improve. But he'll be in Pittsburgh for a while, and she said it's tough for them. She felt really sad this weekend because of missing family gatherings. Yeah. She said it's, they have their crying times, but so I think she'd appreciate prayer, but we praise God for this miraculous improvement in this little boy. Yeah, it could be, as she said, right, he could be there at least six months, but he may never need a heart transplant. They don't know that yet. And I'd just like to, I talked to Pauline Haldeman. She had been to the doctor, and she does miss everybody. She might come back next Sunday for Sunday school. She's... She's just afraid to come because she didn't want to take anything back, but uh, the doctor gave her a good report. She doesn't need to be seen for six months, so she's doing good. And for Joel, his hip pain is good, but <clears throat> still dealing with pain and numbness in his right arm up into his elbow. He calls it like a knife sometimes in his elbow. So he's going for testing uh, July 14th to rule out carpal tunnel, but I think he'd appreciate some prayer. Now, Donna, oh no, Tina, I'm sorry. I knew it was back here. Yes, I am happy to report that my friend Jody Ray had her brain tumor surgery on July 1st. She came home yesterday. Um, the doctor said they got it all. Wow. And it wasn't, the tumor was non-cancerous, but they are, got it 100%. They were able to remove the entire tumor. So she um, is very thankful for the prayers. Um, I did already get a thank you note from her for the prayer shawl. And she said, although she knows that so many people were praying for her to have something tangible like that to wrap herself in, she said, was just very, very comforting. And I also wanted to share that after church last Sunday, um, I was going to approach Donna, and she said she was going to come to me uh, to have a prayer shawl sent to her friend Linda Panza. So her and I went back, and I said, let's, I don't have a blue one, I told her, but let's go in the room. And there was a beautiful blue, gray, and white one laying there, and I think her and I both got tears in our eyes. When, um, But I did mail that off to Texas uh, to Linda, who lost her son from cancer. So um, please continue to keep her in your prayer. She's also a friend of my Aunt Bonnie uh, Schultz as well. So Bonnie and I had talked about Linda as well. So that prayer shawl went off. But just thanks again for that wonderful ministry. I got two things. I just got on um, the brother website. Make sure to pray for um, the VBS and BBR coming this um, this week because of the the virus and stuff. Then August, end of August, I go get um, 
my daily check, monthly checkup for my pythyroid and my vine B. Anyone else? Oh, Donna? I have a praise, and that is I got to spend a week with my family at the beach, and it was wonderful with six of my grandchildren, and they had a wonderful time. The baby never cried once on the beach or when we went out to eat. She's the happiest little girl in the world. Um, it was wonderful. The six-year-old was diving in the waves by the last day, and it was just a joy to sit on the beach and see God's creation of the ocean and everything around us and uh, to spend that time day in and day out with, with family. It was awesome. Even though I see them almost every day, it's still different. So um, I praise God for giving that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else? Karen. Um, this is not a prayer request. This is an update. I read recently that they are still planning on doing Operation Christmas Child this fall and sending out the um, shoe boxes of gifts overseas. So if you participated in that, you can do it again this year. And I always like to remind everybody right about now, I don't know what's happening with school, but I know school sales are starting. So that's always a good time to get some... Um, products for the kids, um, school products and stuff. And, and I have read oftentimes kids can't go to school if the, unless they can bring certain things. So older kids, I even put in things like protractors and compasses and dollar store um, calculators and so forth. So if you want to keep on doing that, you can still do that. Thank you. Earl Blatt. Yeah. I haven't talked to them for a while. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You probably didn't hear that. Uh, Nancy said that uh, Earl was going to go to a doctor this past Wednesday, but of course, uh, maybe a diagnosis hasn't come back. But he's been having breathing problems and uh, I know that uh, there's quite a concern and, and it's been going on for quite a while for a couple months now so I don't know what the problem is of course if I knew you know we would do something about it but yeah yeah so. I'm sorry uh, that's the first choice yes oh yeah, I, I do that. You know, Karen said about uh, Operation Christmas Child, and, you know, you're starting to see the ads. Uh, school's ready to start, and, you know, and I, when I was a kid, I hated that. You know, to be in the middle of July, and they start wailing about back to school. I could have strangled them. So, but anyhow, they got to do what they got to do. So anyhow, that's... Just one of those things, and I know uh, Amy's children just love to go back to school. And I, 
Well, why? Yeah, there you go. Oh, and you're supposed to be nodding yes, not no. Not yet. Yeah, it's, it's still some time. We still have some wonderful summer days to work with, so that's good. And it'll be good if it, hopefully school will get back to open as it should be or has been, which yet to be seen, but uh, it'd be nice to see your friends. Well, okay, let's come before God with prayer. Heavenly Father, you have heard the, the various things that we have voiced here. Concerns and joys, joys of, of family getting together at the beach and enjoying your creation. Just a wonderful time. And it is fun to be with family and, and do different things. And we praise you for that and we thank you. And we thank you for baby Colson, improvements on, on the child's heart. We pray for continued improvement, Lord. A little child does not need surgery. That's a terrible thing for a young infant. But we do praise you. And we praise that, pray that you will continue to have him improve. Thank you, Lord, for that, that you do. And we know that prayer works, so we will continue to pray. And we pray for Joel with his arm. Lord, touch him as he goes to the doctor and, and gets some diagnosis. I pray, and we all pray, that he will become uh, diagnosed with something that is treatable. Thank you, Lord, for that. And what a blessing that Judy had her, her brain surgery, Lord, and that tumor is completely removed. Hallelujah for that. What a joy. That young lady must be feeling wonderful knowing that that is removed. And we pray and thank you for all your blessings, Lord, and thank you for successful surgery. And we, we pray for comfort for Linda, Linda losing her son. And we pray that she will seek you and seek your face as we go forward. It's terrible to lose someone so young. And Lord, we, it's not the way that we think things should be. We think that the older people should pass away and the younger people should remain. And when it's reversed, it's just heartbreaking. But we know that you are in charge, and that's a blessing in itself. And we pray for Davy as he goes about his, his testing, and we also pray that he will have successful tests and that things will come back perfect shape. And we pray for uh, brethren services. Even though we, we are not going to have our, our disaster relief auction, Lord, we pray that that function will continue behind the scenes. Lord, so many people were touched by the things that this denomination does. And we pray that with this pandemic, it will not cease, that it will continue. Thank you, Lord. And we also pray, Lord, for our leaders, both local and national. I pray that they will seek your face in their decisions. Lord, this country needs your guiding hand. It just seems like we're going back to the Old Testament 
times when Scripture said, and everybody just did what they thought was right. And that's not the way things should be. We should be doing things the way you want us to do them. Lord, help us to see that. And we pray for struggling Christians throughout the world, Lord, those that are oppressed, especially in Nigeria. Lord, what a, what a time those individuals must have. Our brothers and sisters are struggling, but they know that you are in charge. And we pray for increased faith for that, that group. And not only them in Nigeria, Lord, but all over the world. China, the Middle East, all, all over the world, Lord. We pray for those that are oppressed because they speak your name. Lord, you are the Lord over all the universe, which of course includes our small, tiny little world. And we know that you are in charge. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done for us, for all you will do in the future. Bless your holy name and bless your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our coming King. And in his name we pray. Amen. I can remember the first time I sang that song. Long time ago. Uh, the spring of 1973. Is that a long time ago? That's when I first sang that song. I think it touches our hearts in the way that, to especially to say that our God is wonderful. And sometimes we can get so caught up in our everyday stuff that that sort of escapes us. But we need, we need to not put God out of our mind, but we need to turn our mind to him. And we need to say, Lord, I not only want you to be in my, my thoughts, and I not only want you to be in my heart, I want you to be in my life. And because, you know, a mind can reach a mind, and a heart can reach a heart, but a life can reach a life, does your life reach others? Help us, Lord. We need, we need your blessing and help in that, Lord. And uh, that the wonderfulness of who you are and how you've shown yourself to us, Lord, that that would be shed abroad. And Lord, it wouldn't just be for us, but those around us. Father, we pray for that. We pray you, that you pour out, you pour out, you pour it out, Lord, your fulfilling mercies to the people we like and to the people we don't like. Those fulfilling mercies would come to them. And Lord, that, uh, that all flesh will see it together. And so, Father, we, we call on your name and we stand in the gap and we pray, Lord, for your goodness and for your kingdom to come. And Lord, uh, as much 
as much as, uh, as you find room in our hearts, Lord. Work in us more room for your kingdom in our, our own personal lives, our homes, our families, our congregation here, Lord, as we gather. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your precious word. We pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts to your word and open your word to our hearts. Father, we pray it in Jesus' name this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, blessings to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, let me just mention two things before we and we're going to uh, turn to the scriptures. I got so much. We'll probably be here till about, this is advance warning, we'll probably be here till about 3 o'clock today. Um, uh, she's nodding her head, no, I think maybe I, I will try to uh, pay attention to what she's saying there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a couple things. Number one, um, Ryan preached last Sunday, I preached this Sunday, Ryan preaches Brother Ryan is preaching next Sunday, and then I do a couple Sundays in a row, and then he might do a couple. We're still working out some logistics of the summer, you know, summer schedule kind of thing. Um, anyway, just just so you don't, there's some that I notice come more for his services than for for when I'm here. I just notice that. No, I can give you names. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I keep track, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't get mad at anybody, you know. I un actually, I understand. There are people I would much rather hear than some other people, you know. So I understand this. Uh, yeah, well, uh, anyway, so that's the first thing. So going forward, just if you want to sort of know, you sort of got to watch the bulletin, who's, who's on the... Uh, on the preaching schedule. Uh, the other thing, and this is for Ryan, and this is for Mike, and this is for the guys back there at the, the sound desk. Um, we, I'm moving forward with the, the, the projection computer, and the reason I tell you this is, well, it's, it's going to be at least a couple weeks yet because I'm trying to track down a, tra uh, uh, a reasonably cost version of Windows to get on that computer because what's on it is so old. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and to find a clicker. Uh, find a clicker that you can click the, the slides from up here. And uh, so that's a good trick. Anyway, that's in the process. I got a lot of the stuff already, so we're halfway there. But uh, a few real essential things I got. I'm looking for, and for the rest of you, it says, "Yeah, Lord, help Pastor Sandy." We're not sure he always knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, you know, if you get those feelings, you pray. You know, if you're praying for governmentally, hey, pray for me too. You know, I probably needed as much as anybody. All right. Well, today I would like for us to uh, turn in the scriptures and let's begin back in Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 115. And uh, we, 
I have selected a topic, and uh, sort I was headed in a different direction until I heard Pastor Ryan preach. <laughs> Just to let him know that he has great influence. He will, he'll influence me. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, maybe that could be both ways. I don't know. Anyway, he preached last week about what? The kingdom of God from Luke. And the expression, the kingdom of God, is all the way through Luke, all right, as an expression, the kingdom of God. And then I, it dawned on me, you know, there is an expression, the kingdom of heaven. And you know what? That's not, that's never in Luke. Look it up. It's never, the kingdom of heaven is never mentioned in Luke. But in Matthew, now if you go to Matthew, in fact, it's not there. I don't think it's there in Mark, and I'm pretty sure it's not there in John as far as the kingdom of heaven. But Matthew, time and again, the passages talk about the kingdom of heaven. And my premise this morning is to say to you, yeah, the one is the other. And they're, yeah, pretty much as far as I can tell, they are the same thing. And to really sort of, sort of look at that, the whole thing of heaven and the king, what does it take for there to be a kingdom? Hmm? Can you have a kingdom without a king? Well, that's just dumb as rocks. Of course not. You need a king for there to be a kingdom. What else do you need for there to be a kingdom besides a king? Well, he needs to have his subjects, those that he rules over. We talk about the kingdom of God. Does God rule over us? If he does not rule over us, and if, if the Lord is not king of us, just like to say either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all, the same is true either he is king of all, king of kings, or he's not king at all. Is he your king? Have you made him your king? Said, Lord, Whatever you say, I'll seek to do. Whatever you want, that's what I'll want. Lord, I will pursue you as my king. I want to follow you as my king. Well, what else do you need in a kingdom? Well, then, not only do you need a king, and not only do you need subjects of the king, but you need a realm Okay, what is a realm? Realm is the, uh, is the king's territory. It's a territory the king says, yeah, there may be other kings out there, but this is my kingdom, and this, this is my territory. And, it, and that king marks out his territory, all right? Now, the kingdom of God is no different. In fact, human kingdoms may, may have followed the pattern because of what's expressed in the scripture. The Western culture with kings and all that kind of thing may well be because of the Bible. All right? At least, 
at least for the last 400 years. Um, now, do, uh, does the United States, do we have a kingdom here? Well, not so much. We have sought, we, there was issues with kings being godless or tyrannical. And so, you know, this Thomas Jefferson guy, you know, Fourth of July, by the way, I got my Fourth of July engine on here. I don't know that I've ever seen an engine belch a, a, a star-spangled banner, but uh, just to let you know that I, I appreciate uh, the founders of our nation. Uh, Thomas Jefferson called, called King George a tyrant, all right? And he says, you know, we can do better than that. And so they, and that was the basis of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, they prayed, they, they prayed, by the way, when they were putting all that together. How, how godly were those men? I don't know. I don't know how godly Washington was. I don't know how godly uh, Franklin was or um, John Adams or, or any of the. I don't know. But this, they, they purposed in themselves is not to leave God out of the picture. Not to be totally godless. Not to be totally secular. And therein is a problem in our culture in our day. And so you, 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 when you pray, say, Lord, pull us back from this godless stuff. And, and where we're leaving God out of the picture. And, but, you know, the, the whole thing of, of rulership, you know, and we the people, whatever. Well, we're still saying we need governance. And the, we don't call the president king, and we don't want, we don't want him to be king. You know, what? one king, the Lord himself, is enough. This is really the foundation of our country. You know, if we have the Lord as our king, what else do we need? We do not need another human king, you know, uh, just as a precept. Well, so let's talk about the connection between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of where? Heaven. Is heaven a real place? Absolutely. It is not imaginary. It is not imaginary. It is not figurative. It is not, well, you know, when you die, you know, all your, all your good deeds, well, when you die, that, that's your only reward. I go, yeah, you know, and they, you're dead and they stick you in the ground. And, you know, the, the godless people, that's the picture they have. But this is not the picture of Scripture. And there is a heaven, dear friends. We declare it to you. There is a real heaven that is the kingdom of heaven. And there is a real Lord and Savior that is king over the kingdom of heaven. All right. And, and to declare that in terms that say, no, no, no. Don't go out into the imaginary stuff. The, you know, uh, Peter says we don't we don't follow vain imaginations. Stuff that 
people just dream up and, and there's nothing to it. No, no. There is a reality. If you think this is real, there is a reality that far outpaces this reality. More really real than this. Has anybody, has, have any of you seen that or touched that or have it, have it in your prayers or in your life, have it open to you where you've looked into it? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. All right. I'm getting permission. Years ago, this was back in the... Uh, 1974, probably. The reason I feel free to share this is because uh, I read something about history of Coventry where they were saying, and this is back like in the late 1700s, early 1800s. I mean, back about the time of the Declaration of Independence, 4th of July. Declaration of Ended. Brethren were, were there at Coventry 50 years before the uh, Declaration of Independence, all right? And I tried to pastor that congregation. They could care less about history. But I read something in there where a record of the people singing, wait, this was way, way back, and they were said, they, they were singing and they were singing, and suddenly there were more voices singing than people in the room. <laughs> yeah. That takes me back to when, I, when we were in college and it, we had a prayer group. Our prayer group got singing. We were just singing songs. The songs like, His Name is Wonderful. Suddenly, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, folks. You know, like there's an ambience inside the building, and, it, and it's the reflection of sound bouncing off the wall. Suddenly, the ambience of the room was gone, and there were more people singing than what was in the room. And, you know, and I had my eyes closed, and I was, I was afraid to open my eyes. <laughs> Boy, am I telling on myself. My, my, my. I'll tell you what. How big is your God? However big you think God is, he's way bigger. And if you discover some way that, you know, all that, God is bigger than I thought. Yoo-hoo. Here it is. All right. Trade that God in for a bigger God. Whatever he reveals to you. You know, he, it says to have a personal relationship with the Lord. Now, you don't, you don't trust every thought that just buzzes through your head. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I drove down the street one day and there's this thing that says, turn left. So I turn left. 
and then, then something says, turn left again, so I turn left again. I'll then turn right, go to the end of the street, and, and go into that house. I turned on that street, and there wasn't a house or nothing. <laughs> I go, well, you know what? I could have imagined that. <laughs> you know, and, and so to, to test this, to test yourself, to test what is going on in your mind, in your heart, God, one thing I've, I have found that God, the, the Holy Spirit, will never violate what the Scripture says. If you want an acid test of, well, you know, the Spirit was moving in me and said thus and so, does it line up with the Word of God? God will never call you to do something that violates Scripture. The scripture is forever settled in heaven. In heaven. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go back to Paul's experience. Um, and this is, um, uh, and then, we'll, and then we'll, we're going, I, uh, uh, I will come back to Psalm 115. But uh, while that's on my mind, and it's a good place, 2 Corinthians, would you? Did you know what happened to, to, uh, I got to find the reference here. Okay, uh, beginning of Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, and I think this is more ordinary than what. Um, and and, and there, there's parts of a relationship with the Lord that you just don't go blabbing to everybody. Did you know that? There's a part of a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he deals with you. He deals with my soul how? My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. My soul has made her boat, her boast. So before the Lord, it's, it's a relationship and you know what? The relationship I have with this dear sweet lady, I'm not going to tell you all the details of that relationship. That's the relationship between me and her. And even so, now there's a testimony of how it's been wonderful all these many years. <laughs> we got an anniversary coming up in August. Um, I'll give that testimony, but there, some of those details, no. Nah, Nobody will ever know. That's for her and for me to know. Such as it is with the Lord. And there's, so, th so this is an expression here of the Apostle Paul regarding that. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the, notice the expression, the third heaven. The third heaven. There's a first heaven. For there to be a third heaven, there has to be a first heaven and a second heaven. Maybe more than that, but that's all we know right here. Caught up to the third heaven, and I, and I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, 
how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible, yeah, we're not supposed to express it. I heard inexpressible words which are not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one, I will boast. He's, he's letting the cat out of the bag and really saying, yeah, that was him. Of such a one, I will boast. Yet of myself, I will not boast except my infirmities. Okay. Let's go back to Psalm 115. Psalm 115. We're looking for heaven passages. He was caught up where? To the third heaven. Let's just watch the passages here and see what we can learn about the first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven. Psalm 115, it's starting from the top of the, that, that psalm, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your chesed, mercy. That's this God. That's the real God. Because of your truth. There's a mercy and truth passage right there. Why should the Gentiles say, where is their God? It's actually, why do the heathen? Now the heathens say that. But our God is, where is he? Our God is in heaven. Our God is in heaven. Who's in heaven? Well, you know, the angels may be there and whoever, whatever, and my, some of my answers, but this I know for sure, God is in heaven. God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Go to the Gospels, Matthew. Sermon on the Mount, a couple uh, selections of Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 6. I, I actually could do way more, but uh, no, let's, let's just stick to my what I got here. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, and to, to point out passages where Jesus is talking about God's kingdom and heaven, uh, picking up uh, with Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. By the way, do you? Jesus says, don't. Don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly, notice the word, where is God? He's in heaven. Your heavenly Father feeds them are you not more of more value than they? How big is your God? You need to know if, you're, if your picture of God is only this big and out here is the thing that God sees me and he knows and he knows 
how much food I need and he knows how my, you know, whether I need clothing. God knows. Are you not of more value than they? If you do not have a God that sees you as more important than a lot of other things and the feeding the birds. If, you're, if your God doesn't do that, you need a bigger God. There is a God that considers you of more value than the birds. So which of you by worrying can add one cubit, that's about 18 inches, to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. They grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. By the way, go back there and read about Solomon and all of his gold. <laughs> Piles of gold. He had so much gold. No. Yeah, Lord, it's just, that I would be just like the lilies of the field. Lord, you take care of me. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is, is uh, thrown into the oven, he, uh, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? He's saying, have more faith. Believe this God is a big God. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek for your, where is he? Your heavenly, heavenly, is he king? Where is he? He's in heaven. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of the universe, by the way. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added, the stuff you really need. Yeah, you turn your heart to the king and to his realm and to, to being a loyal, faithful follower of him, and he will... He will bring a supply of blessing from heaven into your life. Yeah. Go into chapter 7, verse 21. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven. There's, there's the expression, kingdom of heaven. Not everybody who says, not even calls him Lord. Not everybody, not everybody shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do you want to enter the kingdom of heaven? But who, who will enter the kingdom of heaven? Not everyone shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Where's God? God's in heaven. He's our Heavenly Father, because he's in heaven. 
Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we cast out devils in your name? Done many wonderful uh, wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeah, they're not paying attention to him and they don't care about him. Do you care what he says to do it? Go into the Gospel of Mark. Mark 19. And then we got then we got to go back in the Old Testament. I can hardly help myself. There's not a Mark 19. The, the lady put it in there wrong. I wonder what. Mark, yeah, that, yeah, see, see I, I, maybe, does anybody have a, a chapter 19 in Mark? I need, I need to borrow your Bible. <laughs> I, maybe it's nine. I'll tell you what, I didn't mark that down any, any other place. Mark 9, 13. Yeah, that's not it. Um, it's about the uh, humbling yourself as a child, and I think it's from the top of top of the chapter. Ten. You know what? She looked at my zero and thought it was a nine. <laughs> that's what. I, that's it. Mark, thank you, sweetheart. Mark ten. And uh, picking up with verse uh, 19, uh, no, uh, verse 13, that looks better. Okay, then they brought little children to him, that's to Jesus, that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Don't bother Jesus, he's got a lot more important things to do than, than the children. I'll tell you what, if you're a Christian, you need to learn that ideas like that is just dumb as rocks. I mean, a really dumb rock. Ah, uh, Jesus saw it. He was greatly displeased. Why does the Lord get upset? Here's one of them. It has to do with children. And said to them, let the little children come to me and do not, for that don't keep them away, don't, don't chase them off, do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. He took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Let it soak in. Forgive us, Lord. Let's look at some passages in the Old Testament about heaven. Yeah, it's back there too. Go to Isaiah. That's a good one. 
Isaiah. Isaiah 55. You know what Isaiah 55 says? This is really cool. If you are struggling trying to humble your heart, this is a good good passage to read. Uh, Isaiah 55. Verse 10 says, Isaiah 55, verse 10. Now, let's... Let's go back to uh, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. The way is wrong, the thoughts are wrong. All right. And they're not letting him be king. Let him return to the Lord. Who's the Lord? The Lord Jesus Christ who's the only begotten of the Father. Where is the Father? The Father, our Father, which art in heaven. In heaven. A heaven's connection here. And he, that's the Lord, will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Do you have a God that the dominant thing is to have mercy and abundantly pardon? Yes, he has the authority. He has the authority to judge. But Jesus at one point says that you may know the Son of Man has the authority to forgive. And he forgives. He has as much authority to forgive as he does to judge. Verse 8. Precious. Oh my. My thoughts are are not your thoughts, nor your ways, my ways, says the Lord. For as the what? The heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways. Whatever we think God thinks, whatever we think God does, whatever we think how God is, yeah, God is way above that. See, if we, if we rely on our brain and what we think, and that we, that's the limit of our God, we have a pretty small God because my brain is pretty small, and so is yours. <laughs> and God is always bigger than my thoughts and your thoughts. Beyond that. He's way beyond that. Verse 10 says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from where? From heaven. And do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that you may, that, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper the thing I sent it. Since we're there in Isaiah, go to Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. I prayed over this passage too. Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. 